podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. And we have a guest today. We have a lovely, lovely guest. Uh, we have with us the award-winning writer, uh, Donica. <laughs> oh, yeah, award-winning. Uh-huh. Award-winning. Mm-hmm. Not, not for my writing. Well, as far as we know. We actually don't we, know what it is yet. No. She won an award. <laughs> we don't know what she won an award for yet. We'll find out in like a week or something like that. <laughs> I literally didn't believe them when they sent me an email saying, come to this award ceremony. I was like, you emailed the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we have Donica, who's a very, very good friend um, of me and of Brooke. Um, and of everyone. Of I want, everyone. I want everyone to be my friend. It's true. <laughs> I'm a cancer, just like Brooke, and we need everyone to be our friend, to be valid. All the time. <laughs> um, we've actually mentioned Donica a few times on this podcast. Um, number one, number one drawn out fan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good friend, loyal listener, and we're happy to have her here for our episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a very special episode, not just because we have a guest, but because we watched two shorts yes, two along with our feature. Um, but before we dig into our shorts, let's dig into Donica. Suddenly I have to leave right now, suddenly. <laughs> um, our first question for you, what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? Like, what did you watch on loop as a kid? See, I didn't... There wasn't one Disney movie. Like, the movie, the cartoon okay, I watched on okay. loop as a kid was Anastasia. Mmm. I also watched I Sound that. of Music on loop Me as a child. Too. <laughs> um, But I guess, like, Beauty and the Beast was, like, my special one because mm. it was my first in-theater movie that my parents took me to see. Okay, hold on. We Wait, talked what? about this. Yeah, you yeah. and I have talked about this. You were... You must have been a... I was, I was six months old. Yeah. Woo! And they yeah. took me into a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. I've confirmed this with them because you were like, no, they, Chase was like, no, no, they didn't. I was like, it came out in 91. That's the like, year you were born. born then. So. Yeah, so it was always my special, like Beauty and the Beast was yeah. my special one and uh, The Little Mermaid was my sister's special Aww. one. They took her to a movie as a baby too? Probably. I don't know how old she would have been when The Little Mermaid came out. But it was her special 89. one. 89? Well, I guess that makes sense because you're not the oldest. So, like, she would have enjoyed Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, taking her and you take the other one mm-hmm. with you. So you had mm-hmm. to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, I was the oldest. I, so I it was a good been, child. I didn't cry too much. It would have been absurd for my parents yeah. to take me to say Beauty and the Beast because they wouldn't have an interest in it and there's no other sibling. Yeah, that's and that all, Yeah, and I was the oldest and my parents were still in college, so... Mm-hmm. How, where's the money for this? Yeah. See, yeah. yeah, that actually makes sense because I obviously don't remember watching Beauty and the Beast. Right. What I remember watching is my younger twin brother's first movie in theaters, which was, of course, Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> it was that good. Younger twin brother? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Younger twin brothers. Oh, 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 oh. My brothers are younger than me, and they are twins. Okay. Sorry, I heard brother singular, so I'm like, he's like my twin, but he's actually younger than me. Oh. No. no. I have two younger brothers who are born on the same day, because they are, in fact, twins. <laughs> um, next question. So who is your favorite Disney princess or hero, or either or both? Y'all, last time, a couple times ago, you had a guest. I wrote all these questions down and thought about all my answers, and then I forgot to review it before I came. And we told them yes to you yesterday. No, I know, because I was like, oh, I'm going to go over what I wrote down last time, and then I forgot to do that. That's what Uh, everybody says. (laughs) Favorite princess slash hero. Is it not Merida? Might be Merida. (laughs) Though I love Kida. 
Kita's pretty great. And she no is. one has said Kita. Mm-hmm. She's never been mentioned on this Kita's, podcast. Kita's before. a bae. And so Which is, is Milo. Yeah. Like Milo is Milo's beautiful. Lovely good child. I want to be Milo and marry Kita. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good life goals. Yeah. <laughs> They're a uh, perfect child. <laughs> Alright, favorite Disney villain. Ooh, Disney oh, probably Hades. Yeah. He is a great one. Yeah. The sass, the drama, the sarcasm. So ridiculous. (laughs) Hilarious and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And what is your favorite Disney movie today? Atlantis. Really? Even, like, I'm just surprised because so many good Disney movies have come out in recent years. We mostly hear, like, from the Pixar answers Mm -hmm. or the more recent, like, princess films. It's no. not often that we get that the most recent Disney film favorite is still a 90s film. Yeah, Atlantis. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I apologize. I should know that because I have Atlantis from the Blockbuster DVD that I bought when Blockbuster went out of business. Nice. So it says Atlantis 2001 on it. <laughs> the Lost Empire. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we were in college. The blockbuster mm-hmm. nearest was going out oh, of business. Oh, yeah, I did. I bought a lot of DVDs. Atlantis um, and every Avatar The Last Airbender DVD I could get my hands on, I bought. Nice. <laughs> oh, to take them out of circulation? No, so I owned them. <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. I mixed up Avatar The Last Bender and The Last Airbender. Oh, no, 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 Wait, what did I just say? I don't know what you're talking about. Avatar The Last Airbender is so good. They should make a movie out of it. They should. You know what? How about a live-action Netflix series? What That's a great actually a idea. really good idea. And like, well, that is actually happening. So, Wild. Uh, so you know, Amazing. like, I'm so glad they're finally you adapting it. You know what? Because yeah. it's such a good, into a live it's action such a good rich story. If they just it try is. to put it all into one film, they might flatten it down, mm. or they they might hire somebody who's good with like technical things, I mean, or or like, but like doesn't could, understand the story. You could um, make that first season into a good film if you didn't. You know, like, remove all the elements that make it grand and beautiful. Like... (laughs) But can you even even imagine, like, an Avatar The Last Airbender movie where they just do Zuko's makeup so poorly? It doesn't even, like, look like it was hurt. Don't even color correct the film or they color correct it in a way that desaturates. Like, that would be so stupid. (laughs) They cast white people to play Native Inuit characters. Mm -hmm. Sure. Asian Pacific Islander. What, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Wild. Well, I'm glad Netflix is going to adapt it into yeah. a live action. Yeah. Finally. It's finally yeah. getting a live action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> finally. After all these years. Join <laughs> us for our spin off podcast where we talk about every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> well, if we did ever do that, we wouldn't have to worry about. Um, scrambling for every episode. Well, because you've got all the DVDs. I actually do not. Well, good. Well, I have every episode on Apple TV, so. Perfect. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That'll be on our Patreon. We'll have an Avatar podcast just for Patreon donors. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. (laughs) Anyway, um, that wraps it up for our questions. We watched Two very special shorts today. Yeah, so it, first off, if uh, women's health squicks you out for any reason, we'll put a timestamp in the, like, description so you can skip forward to where we talk about our movie today. But we're gonna talk about two Disney-produced, well, Disney-made, mm-hmm. Disney-animated shorts that deal with 
Health and family planning. Yep. The first one is called The Story of Menstruation from 1946. It is, I've, so I've seen this one before and I watched it specifically because it is the first time a vagina appears on screen. Um, it is an animated vagina, but it is still counted as the first and it, you know, appearance it, of And one. it's like in a diagram. Yeah, it's, it's a diagram. in a diagram. It's like not an outside no, view of no, the, it's the no, inside. No. It's like, here's a tube. But That's it's what like, a vagina yeah. is. But it's the very first representation of it in film, which is fascinating. I think as someone who studied film history, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, 1946 also strikes me as early. Yeah. Because in 1946, you weren't even allowed to have a man and a woman in the same bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, On on television. Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody know? First couple to be shown in bed together on television? (sighs) Was it it, um, Gomez and Morticia Adams? Nope. Good guess, but no. Mm. It wasn't Ricky and Lucy. Nope. They did not. Yeah, no, I know it wasn't them. Wasn't the Bradys. Was it the Bradys? The Flintstones. Are you kidding me? Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> Hilarious. I guess that makes sense because yeah. cartoons can push boundaries that live mm-hmm. action can't. It's true. I don't know if the rule was removed before the Flintstones and they just happened to be the first one to get to do it, but to my knowledge, the Flintstones are the first couple to be shown in bed together. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so we have this whole thing about women's health and periods. Um, it's very, very clinical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except, okay, jumping to the end though. Where it's like, you can do all the things you normally do on your period. And it has her, like, dancing with a guy. And then, like, it's a different guy. And it's, like, extreme dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, more energetic dancing. And they're like, well, not everything. And then it goes back to the slow dancing. That was a metaphor for sex, right? <laughs> like, oh, was it? <laughs> that was where my brain went. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I was taking notes at that exact part that I wasn't paying close attention, but... I feel just me. (laughs) I mean, but if you were gonna do energetic dancing at any time, like, family planning wise. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, it just covered a lot of, like, health things, like... And, like, it debunked a lot of myths of that time period, like, you should be eating normal, healthy foods. You shouldn't, like, go one extreme or another... Hot and cold were both, like, water were both considered remedies of, like, oh, you should bathe extremely warm, or you should not bathe at all, or you should be bathing in extremely cold water, and those, they're like, no, that's, none of that is true, you should just do things normally. Um, I got the sense from it that the myth was that you shouldn't bathe at all. That was one of the myths, but other ones were that you should, like, bathe in extremely hot water, which, like... I love extremely hot showers. <laughs> um, or that you should, like, do extreme cold. I'm going to boil myself in a shower one of these days. Yeah, definitely, like, lobster skin yeah. is not... Lobster boil. Literally, like, oh, I just gave myself a first-degree burn. Probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. Whoops. <laughs> one, like, line reading that I thought was unusual, like, I knew what they meant, but at the same time I was like, is that correct or a way that you would phrase it? It talked about, you know, the egg traveling through the fallopian tube, and it said, if the egg is impregnated. Mmm, interesting. And then yeah. later on, they refer to it as the egg being fertilized, no. but the just yeah. the ones it was, they talked about the egg being impregnated. Yeah, that's incorrect. Yeah. It's, that is not, it's fertilized, and then once it attaches to the wall of the then ovary, the okay. impregnated. Yeah. Right. But couldn't you argue that if, like, a sperm enters an egg, that would fall under a definition of impregnant? Well, but you don't impregnate an egg. You impregnate a person. person. Well, it, I guess because yeah, because uses. because in 
a, you know, human female egg ovum is not impregnable. Yeah. It does not have steel walls. Right. So it can be pregnated. <laughs> I guess if we want to go... The explicit definition of pregnant and impregnate is correct, but for the sake of, like, health and continuity and medical terms, no. Can you tell Chase and I are word nerds? <laughs> uh I did not catch that, so that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And then it was cringy at the beginning and the end. They talk about, like, at the beginning they talk about, you know, their growth cycles, like, mm-hmm. from little kid to, and then when you're a woman, and then it talked about starting the cycle over, and it shows it again, baby, little girl, mm-hmm. older girl, bride, mother. Yep. Yeah. The end. Bride. <laughs> yeah. That comes before motherhood. It's yeah. impossible any other way. <laughs> Uh, well, so that's a good time to highlight. This was made for schools. Yes. Um, it was paid for by Kimberly Clark, who also makes Kotex, and it was also a giant ad for Kotex pads and criticized the use of tampons um, because the big competitor of Kotex was Tampox. Not in the short. Yeah, I was like, in the short itself, there wasn't any explicit no, criticism. No, the book that came with the short to show in school was like, hey, don't use tampons. Like, yeah. tampons are dangerous for blah, blah, blah yeah. reasons. I mean, um, oh, I'm sure. And like, there were, yeah, and it did reference the use of the booklet. It, basically, like, it had a little planner in it so that mm-hmm. you could keep track of it. I remember before I had an app for that, keeping track of it in my, um, there was a while where you could buy Franklin Covey planners at mm. Target. Oh, man, those were the, those were the cool <laughs> plannering for me. I kept everything in there. And I have a really nice planner now, but for some reason it's just not the same. Mm. Yeah, no, I remember, like, that scene being like, um, oh, yeah, I keep keep track of your performance in a calendar. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing keeping track of your running times? It's like a, it's your yeah. period. Well, not- one thing that made me really laugh is when it talked about, like, it's normal to have some discomfort, but most people are fine during their period. And, like... You should be. Like, you shouldn't have extreme discomfort during your period. Yeah, but it just the way it is phrased is like, oh, well, if you do, go to your doctor. But, like, then what are you going to do? It's 1946. Oh gosh, yeah. Like, are you okay, kidding me? Even we today, barely, Exactly. We barely know about like, female <laughs> health now. Like, yeah. I have a story from a friend where um, they went to the doctor and said, like, hey, I'm having these extreme symptoms with my period. I would like, like some diagnosis or medication, like, something. And they were like, well... The doctor was like, well, like, that's normal on your period, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, 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 this is abnormal. Mm -hmm. I, like, these are the things. And the doctor was like, no, that's totally normal here. And then, like, printed out, like, a little thing on your period and gave it to them and was like, this is, like, normal, like, medical stuff on your period. And my friend literally, like... Went to the bottom of the thing and was like, see your doctor if you have extreme pain that keeps you in bed, nausea, vomiting, these symptoms associated with your period. And they're like, I have these. It says, see my doctor. You know, this, on see, this thing you see gave your me. doctor part? That's <laughs> this me. Is me. And that's why I'm seeing you. <laughs> Weird. But it's just like, it's wild to me. Like, this is probably the oldest thing of human history, right? Like, in terms of medical conditions, this is the most ancient medical thing mm-hmm. that we have and we still can't manage it well because mm-hmm. there's no funding for it because it's, um, yeah. it's a niche niche mm-hmm. study not mm-hmm. not something that uh, you know affects 50% of the population yeah no not something that affects a majority of people <laughs> it can't be studied on a man it can't be studied <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
What if you get pregnant during the study? Then just like, God, we'd all die. <laughs> Everyone, the world would burn down. <laughs> Anyway, but anyway, yeah, I remember one time, I forgot how it came up, we were actually at Disneyland because it was my grad night, me and another girl were talking about period stuff, and I don't remember, like, how it came up, and I said, hey, do you get cramps or do you get backaches, and she said both, and it was three in the morning, and I was like, oh, you poor thing, <laughs> and of course, you know, now, now that I've got chronic pain and fatigue, I get both now, too, mm. <laughs> and then, you know, extra fatigue, like, I'm useless on day two. <laughs> And I think that was, like, the most frustrating part of this video for me was, like, the very much, like, the thing you need to do is just take it in stride. It's just part of this phase of life. So it's very, like, it's just giving into that, like, social pressure of, like, this is just, if it is extremely painful or if you feel like you're dying, you are not trying hard enough to yeah, take it in stride. Put on your makeup and <laughs> just keep smiling. Yeah, that was a little frustrating. But they did make a point to say, like, using your calendar not just to track but to plan ahead which is something that like my mom taught me really early on was like and she's like I do this she's like when I know I'm in a good week I get extra work done because I know my bad week is coming mm -hmm. and then I can relax a little in my bad week and that way you keep maintain mm -hmm. a balance and I would do that with lesson planning with my students <laughs> I'd be like oh, next week, that's going to be a hard week for me to teach. We're going to do something that I have, like, less hands in, and they'll do independent work that week, or they'll be doing, like, research. Like, I give them things to do rather than, like, put the onus of work on me. Like, that planning ahead is important and knowing your limits. But I think especially, like, for educating young mm -hmm. girls, while I agree, like, just smile and put on your makeup is not a good lesson, but recognizing this is something you have to live with for the next 20 to yeah. 40 years of your life there is no, like, feeling sorry for yourself about it. Yeah, it's just there's only, like, finally, like, people are kind of talking about the shame it's around true. it. And how if you have, like, PMDD was only, like, is only just a thing I learned about a few years ago. I don't even know what it stands for. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder, where Whoa. it's, yeah, it's like PMS, but way, 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 way worse. So in that scene where she's, like, crying and they're like, yeah. oh, just get over it. I'm yeah. like, some people can't. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it's, there's just so much shame around oh, that, sure, that sure. like, if you can't isn't, physically, isn't then you get so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> isn't the most recent, uh, best short form documentary Oscar winner about yep. yeah. like, giving yep. period supplies to girls in rural areas? Yeah. Period, yep. end of sentence. You can That's, watch it on Hulu right now? Hulu or, it might Hulu. be on Netflix. Oh, it yeah. might be on Netflix. One or the other. Hulu or Netflix. It's one of those. Yeah. It was definitely sponsored by a streaming service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's another conversation we could have about mm -hmm. streaming yeah. at the Oscars. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm just so gross. Streaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but literally, they're like, this builds up in your lining and then it comes out and the image is just like, and I was like, why can't it be that fast? Just one fluid Just motion. like, Done! Your yeah. period is over. The dream. <laughs> the impossible dream. <laughs> I guess if you took birth control. Um, yeah, I, still doesn't work that way even on birth control. I mean, if you get the right IUD, I That's know people true. who haven't had their periods in years. Yep. I do too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. There are birth controls that That'll prevent it. But if, they, if you are on a birth control that continues your period, it's usually for like three or four days. Mm. Well, speaking of birth control. <laughs> Family, family planning. planning. So it's, like, uh, sure it's called family planning, right? Yeah. And it's 1967. 67. Disney, 
show how to put on a condom, you cowards! <laughs> we have moved so far from the days of, hey, is this for children or is it? <laughs> the funny part of that to me, so, like, there's evidence of condoms being used, like, in Renaissance France. Like, like condoms she- are not new. No. New. Oh, absolutely not. Um, versions of family planning. Yeah. Um, intestines. First forms of latex, like. <laughs> yeah. But I'm assuming this was much more related to, like, medication. This, I, I feel like this is the early, early days of the pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anybody look up when the pill was invented? Oh. That would interesting. Have I heard 7,000 podcasts about that? Yeah. Could I tell you a year? No. <laughs> Uh, Can I tell you all about the history of it? Yes. <laughs> Do you have, like, information? Because that would um, be really cool. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, still a lot of stigma around it, even when For it came sure. out. Uh, and, like, you had to prove you were married to get it. Like, mm. it was illegal for single women to obtain the pill um, when it first came out. Um, because it was family planning. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're having extramarital sex, how dare you? The first oral contraceptive was approved by the FDA in 1960. Okay. Um, this 19- is ridiculously new. Yeah. 1965, the Supreme Court gave or granted that uh, married couples had the right to use birth control, ruling that it was protected in the Constitution as a right to privacy. Dang. Um, God, how so cool this birth is- control is about right to privacy? Oh, because your doctor could deny it. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, like, how about a right for a female human being to be considered well, a human married, being? Well, it, married. It's, <laughs> but it's even, it's not even. Cause. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Um, but so, like that, knowing that, that, that really frames this short. This is literally two years later. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and they were one year away from the first FDA approved um, IUDs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was really fast. So, 67. Well, 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 yeah, if the girl might get pregnant, then that might get in the way of the man's free love. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> all of my um, research into the history of Hollywood has revolved quite a bit around that specific idea of free love. Mm. Every woman has to be on the pill or has some sort of control so that they can do whatever the man wants them to without the man having It's interesting that now when we talk about it, it's mostly about, like, the woman having control of her body. But even in 1960, that's not the conversation we're having. No. Mm-mm. This short framed family planning specifically as population control. Which was wild. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Um, and, yeah, and there were just several, like, arguments in it that we kind of put together into an idea we called Malthusian capitalism. Well, you did, because I don't know what that means. <laughs> I remember learning about Malthusian population things in my environmental science class. Mm -hmm. But that's about all I remember about it. uh, Basically, the idea was that we are, the the population is increasing too quickly, and we don't have the resources to do it, and so people should either stop having children or have less children. In the several classes I I took in which it was discussed at my Christian college, um, it was usually framed in in the idea of, well, this has turned out to be wrong. Your family planning decisions can be between you and God. Well, it's also wrong because the resources of the world are just not correctly distributed. Yeah. Well, and, and at the time it was written. Well, and, and at the time it was written, and at the time Malthus was writing, it was like right before the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, too. Mm. So, you, but yeah, distribution is also a big issue. And I thought it was interesting that they framed it like. 
the every the every man the every family that mm-hmm. they show like they appeared they 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 seemed Hispanic to me. Yeah, yeah it looked like a Hispanic man and a South Asian woman. <laughs> it's yeah. like what well, it looked I like. Mean, there were neighborhoods in in L.A. where that's where that yeah. was common in the early twentieth century. Yeah, like because good on that mixed because, family, because, but because, also yeah, <laughs> racism. Was, they were trying really hard to make it like a neutral race thing because yeah. they like had all they showed like what, six or seven different cultures? Mm-hmm. And very, then, like, like, clearly defined different cultures. And they're like, but let's make one man. And so he is, like, wearing, like, I don't know, it looks like a red sweater, not any different from what I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. But he has, like, a sash around his waist and a little mustache. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah so I know. They, they were trying, but... Definitely, like, yes, Hispanic and Southeast Asian, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the working the land and... Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting if they frame it in terms of farming. Because um, even by 1967, at least in the U.S., yeah. where contraception is most like was most likely to be available mm-hmm. to married couples, they weren't as likely to be farmers, to right. be subsistence farmers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a weird metaphor. Yeah. It was strange. The only part that, like, made me think, like, mm, this is not targeted towards, like, this is targeted at, like, a specific culture or two, was, like, your depiction of manhood, or isn't your, what is it, idea of manhood? Yeah. Success as a man, that's what they frame it as, isn't dependent on how many children you have, but on how well you care for them. And the guy goes, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you're talking to like, I mean, that's a very specific cultural yeah. idea that you're trying to yeah. reframe. Well, and it was, there were a few things. Well, because also, like, our, the person running, running that, the PowerPoint here is Donald Duck. <laughs> right, right. God, no, Donald Duck appeared on screen, and the first thing I said is, Donald Duck is here to teach you about sex. <laughs> and it, like, kind of starts out with, like, as far as natural science goes, man is basically an animal, except um, the main difference is that a man has human intelligence, <laughs> which sounds extremely fake. Have you ever met a man with human intelligence? I have not. I have my dad. (laughs) But I have no brothers. I've got four. I love my brothers, but they're idiots. (laughs) Actually, that's a lie. Ken's a certified genius. Like, literally. I believe that. But does he have human intelligence? No. I love him. Well, this kind of ties into, I, I recently played uh, the DM of my normal um, D&D homebrew thing. It was gone, and so we had a, we played a one-shot with that was Pokemon 5e. Nice. Yeah, which I had so much fun doing, and I kind of hope we have time to pick it up again. But I was the only girl in the session with our DM gone, and of course the two other player dudes, their, their characters are just absolutely... I love them. I love those dummies. And I love my character who I rolled high enough wisdom and intelligence and stuff. And I'm like, oh, she's not going to like working with people who are dumb. And she just became the worst. I love her. Actually, that's not exactly the phrase I've been using, but... That's less, that's less Donald for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always find, I always, like, want to play a smart D&D character, but, like, when you're playing D&D, you just feel so dumb all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, what's happening? I don't know. They, they do that. They don't ask, they don't, they don't, I, they don't, I don't enroll know. anything, they just do it. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> the other two players in that game 
They are very, they are very smart men. <laughs> Do they have human intelligence? <laughs> One of them does. Oh, okay, okay. We found two men. Shout out to his his wife for finding one of the good ones. <laughs> Impossible. The other one that sounds fake. You know but who okay. you are. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, some family planning. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really because like I, it did strike me how like how much they talked about population control and other stuff, and then it was just like once it actually came down to like details, they didn't say use any. Specifics. They pills just, and devices. Yeah, pills yeah. and devices, which is when I was like, show us how to put on a condom. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. Um, <laughs> because states can't ban it if Disney made it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, Utah can't. <laughs> and, yeah, just like where it was like, oh, go visit, you know, your doctor or your family planning center or whatever. Like, And then it was like, we're not going to tell you here because we're cowards. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're still restricted no, by I'm the. Sure. Oh, I should know this. <sighs> the censorship. Oh, um, the censorship people. The MPAA. Yes, the MPAA. And the what are they called? There's a Comstock laws. laws. Comstock? Comstock. Yes. I thought Got there was a color the associated with them. Oh. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about film and stuff, but Comstock is sending lewd things through the mail. Okay. I think it's similar to that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah um, there. That's a unit that they're starting at one of the um, middle schools that I sub at. And so yesterday, when I was subbing for my dad, I got to pass out the parent information sheet to um, to a bunch of the seventh graders. Like, oh, where right. they're gonna go watch the video like, in the big or room, like, separately or like, gendered? Or like, we're about, <laughs> they don't split genders anymore. Not oh, in California. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Um, and they've added curriculum to California that deals a little bit with gender identity and sex. Yeah, it, it, did, it did address that. It's and, super And small. it talked about specific, like, uh, like specifically, you know, preventing STI. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it also depends on the district you're in, because, like, your school community gets to determine a lot of those yeah. things. Yeah. And how much you go into things. Well, but- and one thing that I noticed, too, I don't remember how it was when I was in eighth grade. But, like, I have the feeling that my parents had to sign a permission slip. And now, in this district, it's, um, if you really don't want your kid to do it, you have to tell the principal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a, it's not a, we need your permission to do this. It's, let us you know have if to you opt re- out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to opt out. That's a California-specific yeah. thing. That's not a nationwide thing. Unfortunately. It's different everywhere. But, mm-hmm. yeah, California's gotten better, certainly. I wasn't in seventh grade public school so I don't, I didn't get the mm. video. We didn't, I didn't get it in seventh grade. I got it in sixth. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Like, so I had it once in sixth grade and it, and it was like, kind of like the, here's how the basic things work. And then we did it again as a unit in life science when I was in eighth grade. And that mm. went specifically more into like things that were more overtly sexual. Mm. And I don't think I saw like the childbirth video until I was in AP bio. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I only heard rumors of the childbirth video because so I went to public school in eighth grade mm-hmm. um, and we just, we did like life science mm-hmm. and it was a diagram and you label the diagram. And I did that when I was homeschooled in seventh grade, I labeled the diagram mm-hmm. and I learned what the stuff is and what it does. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But apparently I heard from my peers that in seventh grade, you watch the birth video 
And there was one specific science teacher who always rewound the birth scene <gasps> no! and made the kids watch it backwards no! and forwards again. Oh my gosh! And I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Everyone else was like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Wait, <laughs> Which which is literally what my health child. teacher did. Really? <laughs> in, oh, wait, you're going to take health ninth grade? Usually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in health, we have had to watch the birth video, and he'd be like, let's watch it go back in now. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> That's so funny. If I while, taught health, while, I would like, do it. While, like, straight up eating an avocado like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> he was a strange guy, and I loved him. <laughs> oh, man, amazing. He just, you know, had to have that confidence to say words like penis and vagina in front mm-hmm. of a bunch of ninth graders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I don't want to work with ninth graders anyway, so. There you go. You can work <laughs> college age kids. Exactly. I'll say penis and vagina in front of them because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is that about sum up our feelings on family planning? <laughs> Well, I, well always, I always have many feelings about menstruation and family planning. <laughs> well, see, but we don't want like, this to be a years-long podcast episode. So, <laughs> well, and it's funny because I'm like, I'm glad that like our parents don't listen because I have a feeling that like a joke that my parents would make would be like, at this rate, you're never going to get a family to plan if you keep talking about men that way. Uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> um, so we're watching the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh today. Um, so it's actually three shorts. Yes. Or like they're longer than shorts, but they're yeah. They're like 20, 30 minutes. I feel like I watched them on individual. Yeah, VHS's I had the individuals as mm. well growing up. So last time you watched it, I couldn't tell you. It was on VHS though. Same. I don't. I had not seen them since How about the VHS you, tapes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely have a lot more memories of, like, the more recent Winnie the Pooh yeah. movies, like Tigger's Big Movie, Piglet's Movie, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, because my friend Hannah and I would just, like, go watch them in theaters Aww. together, which was super fun. And, yeah, so I'm not, like, sure. I have, like, some memories of, like, the rain one where everything floods. I don't know if that's in this one. Watch the way the piglet. So I remember that one because it terrified me. Oh. <laughs> but, so, yeah, well, Probably since I was a kid. A lot of these scenes are going to be the ones that are on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Question for... But I didn't... I don't know. I didn't really have... I didn't have... Like, these memories are from, like, childhood when I didn't go to Disneyland consistently. Yeah. No, my... uh, Well, the Winnie the Pooh ride is new. Oh, Um, it is? When did it... Um, uh, 20... Whenever they got rid of the Jamboree. I want to say 2011. Wow. Yeah, it's recent. But those... Like, most of what I remember about the shorts is because I've been on the ride mm-hmm. and so I like know that they're in the shorts rather than having a literal memory of the shorts. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Question for everybody. Who's your favorite in the squad? My boy. My boy Piglet. I just <laughs> I related to him. He was pink so I think as a child I thought he was a girl because he was pink. That's fair. Um, yeah and I related to him. He was small and scared. <laughs> I think when I was a kid it was most Tigger. Mm. Um, but now, well, like I said, I haven't seen it recently, but I have a feeling that, like, I'm going to have a bigger soft spot for, for Pooh Bear himself, because Aww. he is voiced by our boy, Sterling Hopway. Mine's definitely Tigger. I don't know what it was when I was little. I was never into Winnie the Pooh, but 
now it is Tigger. I just feel like your favorite Winnie the Pooh character says as much about you as like your Harry Potter house or it's your fair. star sign it's or whatever. <laughs> I like that. It's a new way of uh, that's okay. categorizing people. Categorizing people. That's a that's a we'll t I guess we'll test this theory, but we'll have to put out a poll the day we release this. We can do our best because there's like eight characters. It's true. Uh, How many categories be, can you have on Twitter? Four. Four. So it had to be two polls. Yeah, we did two polls. Um, with all of our many listeners, y'all have to retweet it. <laughs> um, so with that, I think that we're ready to go watch Winnie the Pooh. Let's go. And just excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We did indeed do that. It didn't feel like three shorts. It felt like a solid movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there were definitely like distinct mini stories. Yeah. Well, but it felt like more than three. <laughs> well, because I think that they did a really good job of putting in, I think they probably added some of the connective tissue mm -hmm. between each of the stories. Yeah. And then I bet you the part at the end was new, too. Yeah, I think so. I'm like trying to remember my VHS tapes from back <laughs> in the day. Because I remember that not being very familiar to me. Mm. Like yeah, yeah, it's very possible all those things were added in 77 <laughs> when they released the whole set. But yeah, it was very good overall. Really enjoyed it. Everyone's favorite's still the same. Yeah. You're kidding me? Yeah, I didn't think that years would change. I know you. Yeah, My dumb little terrified boy. Oh no! I <laughs> I said that owl was like that. I am like owl, not that owl was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite? Um, I think I said. I think I. Oh. I, I think I think I said Pooh. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. Okay. Pooh is our star thought. <laughs> oh my god, his thoughtful spot. <laughs> Spelled T-H-O-T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Brooke pointed out that he's wearing a crop top and no pants. <laughs> a little bit of history. Pooh did not always have a shirt. He was, you know, just stark naked most of the time, yeah. actually. Um, but then there was an artist who illustrated the books who added the shirt, and all of them are the stuffed animals of Christopher Robin, except for Owl and Rabbit. And then Gopher is entirely a Disney edition, <laughs> which made his lines very, very funny. Um, oh my god. I, you know, I was a kid when I watched them last. And so of course I never noticed that he goes, I'm not in the book. <laughs> like, well, I somehow understood that when he said I'm not in the book, like as a kid, I knew that he meant like he's not in the yellow pages. Like, my brain yeah, understood no, that. Like this... He's a contractor, but he's not in the yellow pages. Yeah. I got that part yeah. of the joke. Did not get the I'm not in the book book joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, Milk Hall's on this. Don Bluth. Reitherman is our director. Mm -hmm. Bruce Reitherman does the voice of Christopher Robin. Yes. Um, who Mowgli we've is back. Heard from Mowgli. Um, we also have another familiar voice from Jungle Book. A couple familiar voices from mm -hmm. Jungle Book. Um, the narrator is Bagheera, mm -hmm. and Rue is the little elephant. Mm -hmm. um, we like totally did not talk about the elephants in our Jungle Book episode, but no. that's fine. <laughs> a little bit, I think. No, yeah, it was a quick mention. Maybe we mentioned that we didn't <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> so yeah, it's a familiar cast. Music by the Sherman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it definitely hits all of those nostalgia feels not just because it's something we watched when we were kids but because it has all those elements and the yeah, songs feel yeah. very mary poppinsy mm -hmm. yeah 
They're so fun. And I love yeah. how integrated they are. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is part of the story and like, Pooh is making up a hum and it goes something like this. And <laughs> yeah. it just feels so childish and real. And <laughs> I loved the intro where... Wait, did they do the um, the Winnie the Pooh intro first or the... This is Christopher Robin's bedroom. Christopher Robin's bedroom was first. Yeah, yep. and I, like, the second that started, I was like, yes, I am back in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every tape started with that, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. did the Winnie the Pooh song and then mm-hmm. dove into the story. Yeah. There are three distinct stories. The first one is Winnie the Pooh is looking for honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's honey tree. go into the, in- like, so there's the room, and then yeah. they open the book yes. and show you the little map. I never noticed this before. Oh. It, the compass rose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Pooh. And it's adorable. It is really cute. Really cute. Yeah, I drew that in my notes. I was like, I'd never seen that before, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing. First story is Winnie the Pooh looking for honey. His poo-coo clock lets him know that something's <laughs> happening. And now all I want in life is a poo-coo clock. <laughs> a little cuckoo clock with a poo on the end yeah. of it. <laughs> and I loved this little exercise yeah. song. It's like, I exercise because it increases my appetite. Yeah, it makes me hungry. Beautiful so body posy song. I'm short, fat, so and proud of that. I'm short, fat, and proud of that. Poo is body positivity representation. <laughs> Well, until they all celebrate him at the end for losing yeah. weight. Yeah, for starving himself. Okay, for- but that's because he ate, like, 25 things of honey. If yeah. I sat down and ate 25 cakes, you guys would be like, Chase, we need to talk. <laughs> like, you gotta get this under control. <laughs> Pooh has a honey addiction. <laughs> It's not a healthy relationship. But, like, at the same time, I was kind of, I had that same thought of, like, ooh, like, they were, like, so happy that he went on his diet and did it. But then I was, like, at the same time, like, but that's also very, like, childish thinking. Like, you eat too much, and so you don't eat at all, and then it's good. Like, I don't know, it was just a very childish story, and it made sense to me, like, in that way of, like, it's not... Yeah, yeah. Thinking too much into it, it <laughs> gets a little bit mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, <laughs> he's also made of fluff. That's true. <laughs> so how does he gain weight at all, Chase? How? Well, if you shoved honey into my stuffed animals, they could probably <laughs> gain weight <laughs> and get real nasty, and you would have to throw real them gross. away. <laughs> well, no. Here's what you do with your build a bears. Um, you put them in a pillowcase, and then you put that pillowcase, and you tie it up, knot in it, and then you put them in the washing machine. Mm, good to know. I, of course, obviously, I know how to take very good care of Mr. Roosevelt, and as you can tell by him just laying on the floor <laughs> over there. Right, mine are in boxes in the attic, most of them. Mm-hmm. I have out a giant tiger. Her name is Sasha. Aww. <laughs> and a dog named Shiloh. I think everything else is boxed up. Mr. Roosevelt's my main, but I also have this Eeyore pillow pet. Oh, I, I have got... a Simba pillow pet. Yeah, I think we bought them around the same time at the parks. Yeah. I need to get a pillow pet. You do, they're lovely. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Brooke. Brooke is sharing her pillow pet with me. Eeyore's knows that there's enough to go around. <laughs> and is your ear stuffed with sawdust? Probably. Oh yeah, if you pull, pull up on yeah, the no, tail, it's Velcro. Yeah, no, I know, it's Velcro, it's Velcro it comes off. There's a little ribbon to keep it on because it's for children and they would lose it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> 
before I had a laptop fan, if my laptop would just get too would get too hot and I needed to use it, I would use Eeyore as the barrier so that I wouldn't overheat myself. Smart. I probably overheated my computer a couple times. You know. Mm. It happens. Fried the battery, but you know, what are they, like 40 bucks? <laughs> Eeyore has done a great service. Eeyore is such a, he's good, a good boy. Good character, too. Mm-hmm. One thing yeah. I discovered going through the IMDb is that the voice actor for Eeyore um, wasn't a voice actor, which was surprised me because he has such a good, deep voice. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was a writer at Disney for a while. Like, his latest credit is it for Maleficent because he was one of the screenwriters for Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. Interesting. So he, yeah, he wrote for lots of Disney films throughout his career. And then, of course, you know, technically Maleficent has a posthumous credit, but it's So, there. you know then that um, the way Eeyore was cast was they're like, all right, we need like a deep set. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Ralph. Great. That was all I needed. I mm-hmm. needed his first name. They were like, man, who are we going to cast to play this depressed donkey character who's sweet? But very downtrodden and slow. And they're like, Ralph in writing. Ralph? Ralph's got a good voice <laughs> for that. Ralph? I thought Ralph could run these lines. <laughs> Let's see if Ralph will do it. <laughs> so good. That's amazing. <laughs> so Pooh gets honey in a couple different ways. One. Because he has a rumbly in his tumbly. He's got a rumbly in his tumbly. And his Which personal I, stash is low. Still say <laughs> consistently to this day. I've got a rumbly in my tumbly. I don't, that one never stuck with me or my sisters. It was always, I'm hungry, mother. I'm hungry. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <sighs> Your eyes changed in just the right way as you said that. <laughs> the puppy dog eyes. She got her puppy eyes out. <laughs> Little Dalmatian mm. eyes. The ones that... Blue's not a Dalmatian, but she makes those big brown puppy oh, eyes all the time. Oh. <laughs> and then she rolls over for you to rub her belly. Yup. She puppy. also knows if she sits on your feet, you can't leave. <laughs> so she'll roll over onto your feet or, like, lean against you so you can't go anywhere. God, Blue's the cutest. She's a needy girl. <laughs> Pooh's first attempt to get honey is to... Climb a tree. Climb a tree. Mm-hmm. And then he falls. Mm-hmm. Dramatically. Yes. Yep. So round two is to be a little black rain cloud. I'm just a little black rain cloud. <laughs> um, and he floats up with a balloon and drips mud all down, and that is also unsuccessful. <laughs> He's not great at it. No. Not great at all. I love the part where he, like, he does get a paw in there, and he doesn't even notice that there's bees all in that honey. <laughs> yeah. So he just, like, sticks it in and pulls yeah. it out and spits out. The, and Robin the bees, has... Like, or Robin Christopher Hood. Robin. Wow. Christopher Robin's such a good sport. <laughs> Because Pooh is just like, maybe if you say, tut, tut, it's raining, that will Oh, yeah. I say, that's one that I say, too. Tut, tut, it looks, looks like, like rain. <laughs> so, it's so British. It it's such a Britishism. It is. Tut, tut, it looks like rain. <laughs> but I love the rock. Christopher Robin just does it. He's just yeah, like, he's like, okay. all right, <laughs> chill. Good idea, Pooh. He's very supportive. Very supportive friend. Most supportive And boy. I loved the transitions, like, not just between story to story, but, like, just bits of the story, too. Mm-hmm. Like, my very detailed note just says, illustration transition, exclamation point, because they acknowledge that they're reading to you from a book, yeah. and then, like, they're able to skip through the pages, and... Uh, Pooh hops from like one page God, across the spine. The hopping the of the pages over the page gutter is just like the best. I was like, 
this is adorable. And just like all of the art mm-hmm. and like how you can sometimes see the the lining. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't as cleaned up as some Disney films. But I love that. I think that just gives it that like beautiful, like not too finished, not too right, polished. Right, right, right. Um, We've talked about that, mm-hmm. how like we enjoy seeing the line art a bit and some mm-hmm. of the sketch lines. Yeah. Um, it definitely works for like a children's book, Winnie the Pooh right, story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, and absolutely. I had another one of those, oh, I remember this moments when the balloon, like, the, the string got untied from the balloon and it was like kind of, <laughs> it was making that noise. I feel like that's in Robin Hood too. Yeah, it is when they um, unleash the snake, Sir Hiss. Yeah, his balloon <laughs> um, thing too. Yeah. Um, and I bet a lot of the animation was reused because those are both Rytherman films. Mm-hmm. So I bet a lot of that balloon is repeated. I also really like the animation of the honey. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. as a kid, I also really enjoyed the like gooey, stringy honey animation. Like, yeah, especially I- when rabbits like, rubbing it on his hands and it's just like stringing between yeah, them. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> expecting honey to be more like like saltwater like saltwater taffy mm. I think when I was a kid. Yeah. Because and of it, this movie? Yeah! And then like I just was like, wait, why is this so fluid? Mm. <laughs> just Maybe that's just to be all saltwater taffy now. Should just be honey flavored. Mm. I would eat some honey flavored saltwater taffy. Yeah, that sounds delicious. You hear that, Disney? We would buy that. <laughs> <laughs> True. After that, that's unsuccessful. He's like, I'm gonna go to Rabbit's house. He loves to have me over for lunch. <laughs> and Rabbit does not. Okay, but Rabbit's a garbage friend. Can we all agree? Yes. Yeah, I did write down that Rabbit was a quack hole. <laughs> um, but, like, he's also a mood, too, because, like, I get him. You just can't come over uninvited, but if you do, I guess I'll give you lunch, but then you ate all my lunch. Like, that's not nice, but I don't know how to well, handle it. I don't it. know. The, other, the, but, the, like, the way yeah, he, he deals is, with Tigger yeah. is just so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way he deals with Pooh isn't great no, either. No, no, for sure. Like, <laughs> well, and I mean, he needs so- to learn to communicate better and voice his feelings before yeah. he's well, hurt and, rather than and, complain <laughs> after. Yeah, and so Pooh tries to get back out the front door and he gets stuck. And so Rabbit goes out the back door. I don't remember that from it when I was a kid. Like, right? I thought he climbed out a window or something. No, he just has a full-on back door. Yeah, you can't just pull him out the other way where he's skinnier and let him out the back door. No, no, you have to be persecuted, Rabbit. Right? <laughs> it's true because the back door is definitely bigger. Well, Pooh just went out the way he came in. When Christopher Robin suggests pushing him back in, Rabbit goes, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, yeah. but like you could, house. you could push him back in and then let him out the back door. That's bigger. Instead of <laughs> in, instead of him being your trophy moose for a season. <laughs> Just having a poo butt in your house. I do like that he made the best of it, though. Yeah, it I think hilarious. in the end it was just like an armchair. I was like, I would hang that on my wall, like when he like put the frame around it. <laughs> I was like, I, if I had like 3D art of that, I would put it out. That would be really cute. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like there's some good ways to do that, and then, then like if you wanted to get Tim Burton with it, you could get real Tim Burton with it. Oh, Yeah. Don't get Tim Burton. No, <laughs> no, I'm just not even gonna go there in my brain. It keeps being cute in my brain. Maybe that's what I should do to replace that. You just put wall. a boo butt, poo butt, poo butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 definitely more me than a you know big old 
peace sign? Frilly's peace sign that yes. I got at a white elephant. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, Brooke has a uh, glittery uh, confetti peace sign. Rose gold. On her wall, and mm -hmm. it is very, I keep staring at it. It's very fluffy. <laughs> I have some string lights tied up in it, too. I just don't have them oh, on cool. right now. Oh. No, I have put lots of thought into the decoration of pink room. <laughs> pink room. Pink room. It's very awesome. Um, Who finally gets his honey. He does. He does. Because he finally gets... Oh, yeah. He budges. Yep, he budges. <laughs> he, he's he's lost, stuck. Yeah, he's, he, he's stuck in Rabbit's it. front door and he budges one he day. He's not lost enough weight and Rabbit's pushing him and everybody else is pulling him. And the sheer force of it just sticks his face right yeah. in, back into the honey tree. Just launches him out and, and everyone's like, him oh, up no, into the he's tree. he's stuck again. And he's like, don't rush. No, <laughs> no hurry. Take your time. I'm in heaven in here. Yeah. Because all the bees left, too, because they got scared out. Yeah. And so he had the whole honey tree without any bees in it for himself. I do. I really, like, really remember that image. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. Um, of him being inside mm -hmm. the honey tree. Mm -hmm. I think that's one that showed up in like previews on VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think is why that image is so familiar to me. Mm -hmm. God, I was such an anxious kid, I'm realizing, because like the oh. rain cloud scene like always scared me too, because I was like, he's gonna get stung. Like he shouldn't <laughs> be playing with this. And then he like has bees in his mouth and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, because, like, the thing that scared me as a kid was always the Huffalumps and Woozles scene, mm. which nope. reuses a lot of the animation from Pink Elephants. Yeah, no, that Dumbo. was when I decided to ask you to be on this episode, was when you watched Dumbo, and I was like, they didn't mention Heffalumps and Woozles. Because how yeah, dare they? Watch it yet. We're going chronological. Okay, but that's why but I wanted. Like, but we didn't remember it. That's why I wanted to be on now to bring it up. <laughs> you didn't trust us to bring it up. Uh, well, I like. What you do? I mean, I mean, like we're happy you're here. <laughs> at the same time, it's like we should have watched Dumbo and been like, oh yeah. This was, they definitely used this in Winnie the Pooh. But I guess it's not something that comes up in like the, oh, these were reused things. What's actually, what's really funny, I was literally just yesterday looking at a Twitter thread because it was like, what are things from film that were not supposed to be scary or movies that weren't scary but absolutely terrify you? Mm -hmm. And on there were the pink elephant scene and mm -hmm. someone had posted a gif of the pink elephants and someone was like, no, this is Heffalumps and Woozles. And someone else was like, no. This is pink <laughs> elephants. And I was like, no, this is Heffalumps and Woozles. And someone else was like, no, this is reused animation, blah, 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 blah. And someone was like, literally, here is the clip. This is not one of the reused scenes. Many of them are reused. Here's the clip from Pink Elephants. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, wow, wild. But there are some good ones in there, like Pinocchio, Monstro, the kids getting turned into donkeys. And I was like, yep, 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 yep. Checking all my scare boxes when I was nope. little. Nope. Mine's from Great Mouse Detective. Mm. Mm. That's a scary one. If we had had that on VHS, I would not have watched it because of that part. I know exactly the part you're talking about. Yeah. No, I, I was fine when I was little, little, and then I got a little bit older, and it scared me too much, and I didn't watch it again until I was, like, in my late teens, I think. Mm. Or, like, I would have to, like, hide until Aww. that bit was over. And so that's the end of Pooh and the Honey Tree. Mm-hmm. Then number two is The Blustery Day, which is some <laughs> of the best music, in my so humble good. opinion. Mm -hmm. I love The Blustery Day. It's a piglet flying away. Like, that was, like, honestly, because my grandma would always say that to me growing up. Like, I'd be outside reading, and she'd be like, come in, Donica, put down the book. Like, you have to come in and eat, or else you're going to blow away. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I was just a thin I little kid. I don't want the leaves leaving. <laughs> I don't want them to take them with me. Take me with them or something. Yeah. That uh, looks adorable. Mm -hmm. So this is where we get our more in-depth introduction to many of the characters. Mm -hmm. um, including Piglet is introduced for the first time. Yeah. And Piglet and lives in... Uh, trespassers, the, ho the home of Trespassers Will. Mm -hmm. Which is short for Trespassers William. His grandfather. <laughs> and uh, is this where we first meet Pooh's uh, thoughtful spot? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think he's trying to think of what he's trying to think of. Yeah, yep. I think he just goes to his thoughtful spot and, and then he's thinking there. He's and then just doing some mindful meditation. Yeah, and then and Gopher th comes by and he's like, what are you thinking of? And he's like, I'm trying to think of it. Like, leave me alone, Gopher. And he's like, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And then he, of course, Pooh has to go around and wish a happy Wednesday to everyone. Everybody. <laughs> that was something we used to say when we were kids a lot, too. Happy Wednesday. That's cute. Mm -hmm. And so they're going around saying happy Wednesday to everybody. Poo I mean, uh, Piglet ends up as a kite. Because mm -hmm. he blow blows away. away in the wind. And they end up in Owl's yeah. treehouse. Which falls over. Mm -hmm. So um, Owl needs a new house. And that was the moment when I realized, oh, oh no. Oh no, I'm Owl. Because he spends the whole time not really focused on what's going on. He's like, no, let me tell you this story about my family. <laughs> <laughs> and his aunt who accidentally had a seagull egg owl let me tell you something about how eggs happen it wasn't an accident <laughs> yeah sure blame it on the fact that you that she had a cousin who sang in the opera mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and then his um uncle who was not traditional and ran away with a pussycat lovely little stories i want to know so much about owl's family history <laughs> I do too. I think I wasn't paying attention during that part because I was drawing this horrifying picture of Piglet. Oh my. Aww. He's, he's kind of scary looking, isn't he? He's got kind of a pointy humor, humanish nose, but he's not, he's not horrifying. Yeah, agree to disagree. He's <laughs> cute. And ears. It's blustery. And Christopher Robin's like, oh, well, oh, shoot, owl, your house. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we can fix it. And then Eeyore's like, well, guess I'm a real estate agent now. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, mm, Eeyore's a real estate agent. All right. He's Didn't like, realize. He's such a good friend, though. He's yeah. like, oh, you have a problem? I'll go I'll go search and spend all my time trying to fix it for you. <laughs> yeah. But, like, also, that's what you do when you have depression. Oh, your problem? on it. Yeah. I'm on your problem. I like I love the idea of fixing that more than addressing anything going on with this right here. <laughs> Let me just sweep my stuff under a rug. Excellent. Deal with that another day. I'm helping you. I'm A helping you and B don't have to think about me. Like e Eeyore doesn't doesn't even have his own house to live in. Like because, he has sticks that constantly fall over. Because over while he was flying Piglet into yeah. Owl's house. Well, he constantly, it's like Eeyore's thing is his constant remaking of his house out of the sticks after they fall over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then it rains. Yes. Um, well, we the Heffalumps and Woozles. Yeah, Tigger oh, yeah. comes in in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Pooh gets out his pop gun. His <laughs> cute little pop gun. He's like, well... Tigger said there are Hufflumps and Woozles who want to steal my property, so mm -hmm. obviously oh, I need to arm myself. Tigger is like, oh, and Tigger's love honey, and so we eat some, and he's like, Tigger's don't like honey. Very reminiscent of the scene in Doctor Who, when he shows up at Amy's, and he's like, I love this, I hate that, I, lo I hate that, beans, beans are good, ugh, hate beans. 
That is actually very much so. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. That's very much like Tigger makes sense. It's like I'm over enthusiastic. I love oh, this. Yeah. Oh, so, well, I don't love it, so I have to make up a reason that I don't. And it's the heffalumps and the woozles. <laughs> Tigger is very high energy and yep. never backs down. Pooh is defending himself, mm-hmm. and I, he falls asleep, and he has a dream about heffalumps and weasels. <laughs> and it is, in many ways, just the pink elephants on but parade. Yeah. less scary. It is less scary than pink yeah. elephants. I think sure, I was a little sure. bit scared of it as a kid, but, like, I don't, I don't have, it wasn't like, oh, no, this was awful. Mm-hmm. But the main difference is that it's a white background instead of a black background, mm-hmm. and they're actual, like, colorful creatures. Yeah. They're not weird, vague shapes yeah. that... Bubble shapes. Bubble shapes and others that... Mm-hmm. Cubist shapes yeah. and weird it's psychedelic it's conversions. True. It's just, like, fun and silly. But yeah. it's still, I did not like it. And, and it's, it's, a, less, and it's a less energy. scary song. It's a less scary song, that's true as well. But it is a lot of the same animation. And then wake up, everything is flooding. And I liked the water animation here. You did too. Uh, especially like how it was even flooding the words on the pages mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did always love that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that was Actually, great. I also really liked the mud animation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like they just did a good job animating liquid and giving it weight and mm-hmm. texture mm-hmm. as appropriate in this animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. And so everything is flooded and Piglet's just high up in his tree and he's <laughs> trying to he's on he's floating up on a chair and trying to like, you know bail out yes, bails. bail out the water and he's just floating away as he bails it yeah, into he, a pan. He doesn't even notice that he floats out his own window. That's floating how high the water is. And then he uh, he writes he writes a a note a help help me <laughs> piglet <laughs> me. <laughs> And then Pooh has managed to get out with all his honey, but he's like, no, I need to eat this honey. <laughs> and so he tries to do a keg stand and floats away. Pretty great. Well, a pot stand? A pot stand. <laughs> Ooh, that has a different meaning in California. <laughs> and so Christopher Robin uh, is, who is, you know, like the female director here. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, we need to do a rescue. Owl, I'll go... S- Go save them, please. <laughs> or go let them know. Yeah, go, go fly over Sorry. and I'm let them know we're coming. still laughing. Christopher Robin, FEMA director, <laughs> is the funniest sentence, half-sentence fragment I've ever heard. I'm honored. <laughs> Way funnier than real estate agent Eeyore. <laughs> Maybe I should change my Twitter name to that. The oh comes my out. god. No, that's yeah. a secret episode title for sure. Yeah. Robin FEMA director. Helping people out of the rain and they rescue Pooh and Piglet. Mm-hmm. Well, Pooh rescues Piglet. Well, because Owl is supposed to fly over and let them know that Christopher mm-hmm. Robin and friends are going to launch a rescue. Mm-hmm. But of course, Owl lands like on Pooh's butt and starts telling them stories about his family. And then Piglet's like, there's a waterfall in his little piglet way, of course, going water bloop, water fluke. Uh, and Owl says, don't interrupt. <laughs> and yeah. And so they fall off the waterfall and Pooh ends up, they float up to where Christopher Robin and the mm-hmm. others are. Mm-hmm. And Pooh ends up on the chair and they go, where's Piglet? And Piglet goes, I'm here. And he's in Pooh's pot. And so Pooh gets the... Credit Recognition. for saving yes. so, Hero party. Yeah. Um, and then they're just about to like, okay, Pooh, let's celebrate you. 
And then right, right before the end of the toast, Eeyore's like, hey, guess what? I found the house. Mm -hmm. And he goes from real estate agent to imperialist. Mm -hmm. Colonizer. <laughs> Colonizer. Here's the house. And this is piglet. our home now. <laughs> and it's Piglet's house. And Piglet is just too shy and scared to say, hey, this is my ancestral home. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, Owl, you can live here. I'll go well, live with Pooh. Because, I mean, it says Owl's name on it. W-O-L. Owl. Even though it's definitely W-I-L. Yeah. As in Will. Yeah. But they all share one brain cell. It's true. So. <laughs> that is correct. And that brain cell is made out of stuffing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and... So they make it a double hero party. Yeah. That was nice of you, Piglet, to give up your home. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like, hey, Owl, Piglet's too shy to tell you this right? is his home. Somebody stand up for your friend. <laughs> uh, but it's more like they're honoring, like, Piglet. I don't know. It's framed very much like, Piglet's too scared to say something. But then the hero party is very much like, wow, Piglet, it's really nice of you to give up your home for yeah. Owl. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Owl was probably telling stories about his family and didn't notice that that was what was happening. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> and so, hero party, bounce him up, bounce Yay. him down, and then Piglet's like, okay, I hated the bouncing. It's nice that it's over. Yep. And yeah. that reminded me of, I was like, oh, same big mood because uh, <laughs> I have an older sister, and so my parents would, of course, as a baby, throw her up, and she would giggle and laugh and have so much fun. And then they would throw me up as a baby, and I would just stare at them and glare and be like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to a human. <laughs> How dare you? And so I was like, yeah, I feel you. I know why I related to you, Piglet. I get it. I loved being tossed around as a kid. That was so me fun. Me too. And I love no. roller coasters. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate roller coasters. Hated them then. Don't really like them very much now. Ain't gonna go to Six Flags, thanks. <laughs> What's your favorite, like, coaster style or, like, fast, scary ride at the parks? At, like, Disney parks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like the incredible. Uh, no, my favorite. Well, my favorite ride, obviously, is uh, Space Mountain. That's a coaster. That's a roller coaster. In the dark. Like, okay. This is not Six Flags level. Oh, As a kid, I went to Knott's Berry Farm. I wouldn't go on anything. They have a whole kitty park at Knott's Berry I did Berry. go on oh, the okay. kitty park. Okay. I was, like, too old to be in, like, I say as a kid, but, like, too old for the kitty park. But too scared for the rest of Knott's Berry Farm. And our last story is mostly about Tigger. And when Pooh finds this out at the end of the previous chapter, he's like, oh, okay. He's like, what am I doing? And he's like, oh, you'll be there too. Okay. <laughs> but it is about Tigger and his need for bouncing. Mm -hmm. So he's going around and he's like singing his song and tackling everybody. And like, Pooh's like, yeah, you've bounced me before. Which made me ask what kind of parties Pooh has gone to before. <laughs> we um, all know Tigger works as a bouncer at many clubs. <laughs> if he had a job, that would be that it. That is correct, actually. Let's see, so they all had jobs. Eeyore is a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Christopher Robin is doing disaster relief. Um, he's doing everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is the, he is the government. That's <laughs> true. All of it. True. <laughs> Every department. The whole government. <laughs> Tigger is a bouncer. Mm -hmm. Owl is probably a lecturer, professor. Rabbit is a gardener. Mm -hmm. Piglet's, um, Piglet's doing domestic work, home care. <laughs> He's true. 
he's right. sweeping like 95% of the time in those movies. <laughs> he is. Gopher has a job. He's a contractor. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally what he does. Who's a professional thought? You're not wrong. He's a honey baby. A honey he's a baby. honey baby. But he's also a bear. Who's just a That's lot of things. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. We you didn't say, talk about where say, his name came from. <gasps> oh, yeah. No, tell you us how you learned. So Winnie is short for Winnipeg, which is the name of the bear Pooh was named for. Pooh is the name of a swan. And he got the name Winnie the Pooh after that bear and the swan. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And, I get. So Winnie that. is not short for Winifred. It's short for Winnipeg. Because the guy who named the bear named it after Winnipeg, which is where he was from. Okay. Through a circuitous turn Wait, and so, like, was this A.A. A. Milne, or was it Christopher Robin, or was it, it the... Was, or was it the manufacturer? N- yeah, no, it wasn't the manufacturer. It was, um... I want to say it was Christopher Robin. I imagine... Yeah, Christopher named his toy bear after Winnie, a Canadian black bear he saw at the London Zoo. Aww. And Pooh is a swan they had met on holiday. <laughs> yeah, so the bear cub that ended up in the London Zoo was purchased um, in Ontario, Canada, while en route to England. Um, and he named the bear Winnie after his adopted hometown in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Very cool. Yeah. But what is there a more British name for? Like, given name than Winnipeg? <laughs> I guess not. You mean other than John? Good point. I also have really cute art of the 100 Acre Wood. It's like a watercolor map of the 100 Acre Wood. Oh, that's adorable. So our third story is about Tigger bouncing. Yes. Yeah. Tigger bouncing. So he, 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 bounce, he bounces Winnie the Pooh, and then he goes and bounces Piglet, who lives with Pooh now. His name is on the mailbox. <laughs> no, it's not cute. And he's like... Oh my! And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, Piglet. That was one of my little bounces." And Piglet says, "Thank you." <laughs> and then he goes to bounce Rabbit, mm-hmm. and Rabbit's like, "You ruined my garden." Well, he does destroy Rabbit's garden. He does destroy Rabbit's like, garden. Like it's pretty rude. <laughs> Neither of you were in the cosplay anime scene in the early two thousands. No. Um, but what Tigger is doing here very, very much reminds me of glomping. Oh, that no. sounds familiar. <laughs> no, I remember that term. <laughs> I remember that term. For anybody who doesn't remember that term, that is what you used to use when you would basically surprise aggressive hug someone. Ooh, it was that doesn't called... sound like consent. Nope. <laughs> it was called glomping. And if you were in delicate costumes, mm-hmm. not really great. If you don't like hugs, not yeah. great. Yeah. It was a big deal. There were a lot of things that were um, not consensual in the cosplay scene back in the day. Um, but Tigger's bouncing everyone. I was like, oh, this is glomping. <laughs> this is, I remember this from my childhood, <laughs> my teenage years, those dark times. I remember using that term like in, in like role play stuff and like mm-hmm. using it as like a, like as a text term. Oh yeah. And you can use it like when people like, go into chat and be like, ah, glomp you. Mm -hmm. I'm excited you're here. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, the actual action of glomping, not great. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) Man, you take me back to my um, wannabe somewhere between emo and scene days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I actually did any of that, but, like, or, like, was actually in any of those scenes or 
dressed or did my hair or makeup like mm-hmm. I am. But that was, I feel like yeah. that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, I was the same way. I didn't have that look, but, like, I knew it, and I participated online in that culture. Um, but Rabbit is not having it. Yeah. And so he calls a meeting. A protest meeting. <laughs> yep. And he says, we gotta stop him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, Tigger, please don't do this, he says, let's get our other friends together and make a plot against yeah. him behind his back. Mm-hmm. And then Piglet's like, like, yeah, there's probably something we could do. Mm-hmm. And then Pooh's like asleep. Yeah, Pooh's, Pooh's napping during the meeting. It's just the three of them for some reason. Like, why didn't you invite Kanga or Owl? Because they're reasonable people. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> Rabbit just wanted to be supported in his ideas. Yes. <laughs> it's like... It's like well, it's like if Squidward has a dumb idea, he's not going to get Sandy in on it. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, so Rabbit comes up with a plan to gaslight Tigger. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, let's <laughs> let's go for a walk in the woods together, and then we'll just leave him behind. Yep. And that will humble him. He won't want to do the thing that he was made to do anymore. We're literally going to give our friend crippling anxiety so that he's more pleasant to be around. Yep. Rabbit, Rabbit has some issues. Rabbit is a garbage friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tigger needs to think before he does things, for sure. Sure. But Rabbit should just go talk to him and say, hey, I love that you're a bouncer and you're my friend, but don't bounce me on my property because you destroy my food and <laughs> my, the things I care about. Yeah. So only bouncing off my property. And so they go for the walk. And they leave him behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they try to. Rabbit ditches him in the woods. Yeah, and they say this is a good time because he's ahead of them, bouncing along. So they climb into a a, a, uh, a fallen log. Uh, yes, a fallen a log. Um, and they hide there. But Tigger says they're not with me, so he goes to find them. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, jumps on top of the log and says hello, and calls for them, but they don't respond. Well. Pooh tries to, but Rabbit touches it. <laughs> I am shush. <laughs> that was like such an aggressive line for Pooh. I was like, wow, where did I, this come from? I am shush. He's starting <laughs> to get hungry. <laughs> it must have been. Because <laughs> he had finished his snack, mm-hmm. and it was obviously lunchtime immediately after he finished his snack. <laughs> yeah. Pooh is a hobbit. <laughs> um, but I, gosh, I remember from my childhood... Tigger's tail getting stuck, and Rabbit like taking his little fingers and like sliding oh it out oh and placing it. Just oh like gosh. I could like I think like because like you could really feel the weight of the tail, mm. like the way he's the way it's animated. Me too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention it, but now that you did, yeah, big same. It's just really I don't know, just stuck with me. And then of course Tigger tries to pull his tail out of the thing after Rabbit's removed it, it and he goes over. flying. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't seem bothered by it. He's, he's like whatevs, and then he keeps he's bouncing. Like, oh well, I guess I'll go look for them someplace else, or just bounce around. And mm-hmm. then Rabbit's like, okay, I know how to find our way out, even in this fog. And they doesn't. just keep going in circles. They and do. he's the only one that realizes they're going in circles. Mm-hmm. Who just thinks the sand pit is following, following them, <laughs> which is so cute. I love Winnie the Pooh's God. logic. It's so good. The sand pit is following us. Because mm-hmm. we walk away from the sand pit. And then the sand pit is there. I mean, like, is he wrong? Because even Rabbit can't just walk away from the sand pit and walk back. That's true. 
And then it's like, know. well, why don't we try Magic walking towards the sand pit, and then we'll end up at home. But of course, Rabbit does not end up at home. No, he ends up further into the forest. Yep, and then Pooh and Piglet make their way out because, yeah. because Pooh is able to follow the call of his honeypots. At home. Hey, listen, he's, I believe it. <laughs> Same. He's like, listen, I couldn't really hear them before because Rabbit kept talking, but let's go. And then they're greeted immediately by Tigger. Yep. You know, it's amazing how fast um, I can find an In-N-Out while I'm driving. <laughs> if I get hungry, be like, hmm, I could use some food. Oh, an In-N-Out. Two miles away. Suddenly. I found it. <laughs> Suddenly In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. Um, have, and you, then... have you enjoyed driving to my house now that there's one right on the freeway, freeway off-ramp? I've only used it once, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although it took me, like, a long circle to get to it. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. And then there's a moment where Rabbit is lost, because he gets himself lost, because he's walking away from the sandpit, and then the, the frogs are... Um, Croaking. Croaking, thank you. And I was like, what's like, the noise that frogs make? And there's a really loud caterpillar. <laughs> the caterpillar too. is crunching, munching too loudly. And then he there's start- another frog. And He's then- starting to freak out. And yeah, mm-hmm. and then that's like all he can hear. And I was like, wow, this is the biggest highly sensitive person mood. <laughs> because like, if someone's smacking or something, like that's all you can hear. Or if there's like a weird smell, you're like, I'm dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> It's two de- one degree too warm. It's like yep. I'm dying. Yep. <laughs> and you're just like this is everything, and I can't anything else. And then there are big swirls, and yep. it's just it's a big mood. <laughs> and then Tigger finds him. Yep. He says, "Hang on to my tail," and bounces him out. Tiggers never get lost. Tiggers never get lost, and nope. Rabbit is ashamed and a- sad. And instead of a humble Tigger, you get a humiliated Rabbit. Yeah. Instead, of, yeah, a Rabbit. Hey, did you learn to be humble? No, you're just ashamed, and so you're digging more into your ways. Hmm. I wonder why getting lost in a forest wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and it's not even like a I'm so dumb, like I shouldn't have done this, or like this is my fault oh, yeah. I got lost. It's like, why does this always happen to me? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like what? What did I do to deserve? Yeah, it's more like yeah, it's, to deserve being dragged around by someone who's helping me. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more along the lines of I'm supposed to be the smart, put together one, and in this instant, I'm not, and that makes me mad. <laughs> and it's also not my fault. Yes, somehow it's the yeah. fault of everyone else. And then it's Snowy and Kanga and Rue. By the way, Kanga is voiced by Barbara Luddy, who you will remember as both Meriwether in Sleeping mm-hmm. Beauty mm-hmm. and Lady and Lady in the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Such a good sultry voice. Yeah. She's a lovely voice. Yeah. And Rue is waiting outside. He's like, I want Tigger come play with me right now. <laughs> and then Tigger shows up. Yep. And so they're like, okay, let's go ice skating. Let's jump around in the snow. Let's bounce because we're good bouncers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship between Rue and Tigger. I think, <laughs> like, sweet. yeah, that was one, I don't know, just like realizing it this time. Like, oh, that's like a good relationship. Like, solid. Which actually kind of kind of highlights uh, an observation I made about maybe there being parallels between the Bagheera Baloo relationship and the Rabbit Tigger relationship. Mm. The one who should be better with kids is not. <laughs> yeah. We never really see Rabbit interact with no. kids, but I assume he wouldn't be good at it. Yeah. No. no. The no. way he tries to fix Tigger rather than just talking to him. Yeah. Yep. And so they're um, playing in the snow. It's like, oh, let's go ice skating. Oh, great. Tiggers love ice skating. And then they end up like shoving Rabbit into the snow and he's like, no. why are you this? Why me? Why me? No. And then Tigger's like, well, 
Tigers don't like ice skating. <laughs> nope. And instead they bounce and bounce and bounce all the way up a tree. And Tigger, mm-hmm. like many cats, gets to, up to the top. He's like, oh, great. I'm up at the... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the top. This is terrible. I'm at the top and I cannot get down. This is awful. Rue's like... Okay, oh, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, this is let's chill. Play, this is let, fun. Yeah, it's like swinging on Tigger's tail, and Tigger's like, no, you, no, no, no. you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pooh and Piglet come along, and he's like, oh no, it's a jagular. <laughs> jagular. Oh yeah, because because Pooh is walking in a circle and tracking. is tracking something, which is his own footprint. <laughs> but he doesn't know that. And then Piglet joins him, and then... They realize that there's another animal that they're tracking. So dumb and so good. And then they hear Tigger go, hello, and they go follow that noise. And of course, it's a jaguar. Yeah. And then they realize it's Tigger, and then they realize he's stuck. So they get disaster relief director Christopher Robin on the scene. (laughs) And he's like, okay, all right, let's let's stretch out my coat. Everybody, you know, Rue, jump on down. It'll be like, you know, fire rescue. And he's like, okay, cool. That was fun. Rue, don't fall too fast. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful line from Kanga. (laughs) Son, please control physics for just a moment. And then Tigger's like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Cannot do it. Will not do it. I, this is awful. I hate this. I'll never bounce again. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. excites Rabbit yes. quite dearly. I, I, yeah, like rabbit's, I promise. Rabbit's ready to just leave him up there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, cause they're like, jump down. No, climb down. I can't. Rabbit's um, like, oh, what a bummer. And he's like, oh, no, guess we just have to leave him up there. And then he says, if I get down, I promise I'll never bounce again. And so Rab- now suddenly Rabbit's on board with getting him down. Yeah, and then they're <laughs> still trying to come up with something. And then the narrator is like, hey, I got an idea. Let me, let me, t- let me tilt, let me rotate the book a little bit. All right, Tigger, just step onto the words and then I'll slide you down. Yeah. <laughs> this is a cute solution. It is very adorable. And then he's like, oh, I'm free, I'm down. Oh, terra firma, I'm so happy I could bounce. And then Rabbit's like, no, you can't. You said you, you wouldn't. Promise. While you were under duress. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then everyone's like, I like him fine the yep. way he is, you jerk. Yep. And then Tigger's like, hey, Rabbit, you know you're built for bouncing too, right? <laughs> yeah, because Rabbit is weird. A, a rabbit? A rabbit. Wow. I've never seen one of those things. What a not. shocker. <laughs> and so everybody bounces, bounces, bouncing. Yeah. yeah. So Rabbit learns to bounce and never discusses with Tigger his problems in their relationship and the lines <laughs> that he needs to draw. <laughs> because it's a children's movie. But still... <laughs> Yep, and then I don't remember the end part, but there comes to an end part where it's like, okay, it's time to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Pooh's like, why? It's like, because every story has to have an end, and Christopher mm-hmm. Robin's going back to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is something about two times three and a place named Brazil. Or yeah. like, you gotta learn how to make ABCs. Make yeah. ABCs. And, and I love that with their, they're looking at the book upside down. Oh God, well, that's so, so funny cute. because the Winnie the Pooh movie is all about finding school. Christopher Robin because mm-hmm. he's gone away to school. Mm-hmm. So that was really funny. I was like, oh, I don't remember this end part, which makes me think it's not on the VHS mm-hmm. individual tapes. Yeah, I think it's one that was specifically for all the whole collection. Yeah. They kind of tie everything together. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go to the river and... Yeah. But so there was the no poo sticks. No, oh, they, yeah, that's right. They don't throw the sticks in the river. They just kind of 
look at the that's river. That's right. And is there sticks. another short that's not in this one? I don't know because I know about poo sticks. Yeah, I learned me too. About it I remember, like, now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, where was that? Yeah, I don't know, but like, I kind of always figured, like, when I first heard about it, that it was in the books because, like, I'm sure it's in the book. No, I remember there being animation of it. I think it's in the Hunt for Christopher Robin. It might be. I don't remember seeing that one though. Oh, I saw it in movie theaters when oh. I was a kid. That's the that's the school one. Yeah, right? that's the school yeah, one. Yeah, that one terrified me as a kid. Oh, I, um, I was scared. I loved these movies, but I was scared of them. Um, and then you come back out of the book and then there's a stuffed poo on the on the mm-hmm. ledge next to the book and he winks yeah yeah anyway very, very cute ending so poo stakes there is an annual poo stakes competition championship <laughs> but not this year <laughs> they no. canceled it for 2019 no that's so sad yeah and it's in oxford and i studied in oxford and i saw where they host it it's <laughs> so cool yep you guys want another weird poo fact? Yes. Winnie the Pooh is banned in China. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were using him as an anti-government meme. Yes, I remember mm-hmm. that. That was only a few years ago, right? It's still in effect. When Kingdom Hearts 3 was released in China just this year, they had to blur out Winnie the Pooh. Which makes it, like, I'm like, I need to know what that looks like. Because there's a whole Winnie the Pooh world. In Kingdom You're like, Hearts, show me, show me. So what did you, did you what did you do? Uh, yeah, no, I remember that because they were, yeah, mm-hmm. doing some like, yep, all oh, comparing. They're a comparing leader. who to the president. Yeah, yeah, because um, they, they look, they have a similar, like they kind of look the same. <laughs> like I saw those memes and I was like. You're not wrong. There's like I guess there's ones for like all the political leaders. That's actually really funny. Um, oh, okay. Barack Obama is compared to Tigger. Yes, I remember that. Okay, so I figured it out. There is also another. Um, I don't know if it's in our. I don't think it's sure, in our list. Poo. But there's another collection called Winnie the Pooh and a Day for Eeyore from the '80s, and that's where we see the animation of Pooh Sticks. Oh, I've seen that somewhere then. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I that, must have, that must yeah. have been another one of our tapes. I guess so, but I only had three tapes. Was it a, f- it's a short though, right? Like, I think it was like a, a another sort of shorts collection, but it never got a theatrical release. So I have, oh, I guess he wears, so um, I'm looking, I have this 1970s copy of the house at Pooh Corner that I got in Oxford. Um, and Pooh is shirtless in most of the animations, but one time he wears a little sweater that is like a crop sweater. So, yeah, when I can see where the inspiration for his shirt comes from. Well, it's not, Disney didn't invent the little red shirt. It was a different artist. Mm. That was one of the, uh, did the illustrations for Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, but I really like, I really like Piglet in this art, because, uh, yeah, it's another short, 25 minutes, most of the same voices i think so maybe you have so maybe you have i think my friend had it i think i watched it at yeah, my friend's house it's, it's like a um i think it's like they're doing something for eeyore's birthday or something yeah it's it all sounds really familiar but i don't think i owned it i think my friend did because from what i can see it wasn't released as its own individual vhs it was released with sword in the stone so i think my friend must have had it or maybe it was was it released on the christopher robin the Hunt for Christopher Robin one? Maybe. I don't know. Because I don't think I've ever watched any of the full-length Winnie the Pooh movies all the way through. Look at this drawing of Rue. He's just a smudge. Oh. He's a gingerbread man. 
And I had to send us a picture of that put on the Insta. But, um, Donica, thank you so much for being here. Yay! I'm glad I got to be. I'm finally on the Drawn Out Podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back, don't you worry. <laughs> What do we? I know I have you down for something in the um, 90s. Is it Atlantis? Because <laughs> you asked me first of all this, the people you asked, and I said did. Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. And then so. I contacted you later about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. We're very happy we had you. Where could we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Danika, D-U-N-E-E-K-A-H. Um, I'm also on Instagram under that, but I'm private right now just because I was getting a lot of bots following me and it was annoying. Um, so if we have mutual followers, I'll mm-hmm. allow you. But You want to promote your not, cosplay pages maybe? Oh yeah, I do have a cosplay Instagram that I never post on. Um, which is at Speculus Cosplay, S-P-E-C-U-L-O-U-S, Cosplay. Um, and I'm on Facebook too, never post there either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, where else can you find me? That's about it. Brooke and I will eventually be coming out with an as-yet-unnamed podcast, review podcast of Star Trek Voyager. We finally got together with the rest of our team, mm-hmm. and we'll be starting that Hopefully, eventually someday, and I'm sure Drawn Out will retweet all of our things. Absolutely, uh, so you will find out. If it gets Chase to watch Star Trek, then that that's that's the number one reason to do it. I'm just kidding. I mean, she'd be just watching Voyager fine. first. That's fine. I mean, gotta get her in somehow. I guess. She's never been a sci-fi person, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, um, and so next week we'll have a mini sode for you. Yep, um, I've got some great stuff about Galaxy's Edge. Um, oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, I've got and an inside journalist report that I'm so excited to share with you guys. And we'll have a short. We'll do a short. We haven't talked about what one we're going to do. And they're dropping, like, a new Aladdin spot, like, every day. So we'll probably talk about Aladdin. <laughs> I mean, we're as we're recording this, we're about a month away. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's pretty exciting. And that's it. Um, if I can get Brooke to see Endgame, maybe we'll talk Endgame, <laughs> but I doubt I'll get her to see Endgame. <laughs> well, like I was telling you after when, while we were watching Infinity War on my couch, that you just have to get me there. Like, I'm going to complain about we it. We also got to see Marvel first. We got to see Captain Marvel. Okay. Well, I do have some tickets, but you just got to talk me into going there. Once I'm there, I'm fine. <laughs> I just, like... I'm like, what, but I'm like, but why would I want to go watch something in, yeah. in a cold theater yeah. where I can't like be doing a zillion things at once? <laughs> right, right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But we'll we'll see it eventually. Yeah. Um, um and with that, you can contact us uh, Twitter, Instagram um, at drawnoutcast. You can email us at drawnoutcast at gmail You can find me personally at brookamimi. Um, I'm really pumping that Harry Potter, so I'm at HP Everyone Lives right now. Yes. Uh, that's where I live. Philosopher's Stone just got updated. All brand new. Well, it's not all brand new, but like it's um, edited <laughs> for the first time in five years. It's edited. It's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this project. It's good. a good one. Um, and with that... This has been a drawn out closing. Bye. Bye. Bye everyone.
this podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.